watching live stream this morning. We're going to be uh, looking in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. So if you want to open your Bibles up to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I want to share a message entitled, Things I've Learned from COVID-19 out of uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And while you're opening your Bibles up there, just a reminder uh, that this Sunday um, and next Sunday is live stream only. And so that'll be a live stream at 9 a.m. Our 5.30 discussion panel, uh, we are not going to do until uh, two weeks from now. And uh, so it'll be live stream at 9 a.m. and live stream at 6 p.m. on Sundays. And then, of course, Wednesday night service will be uh, live stream at 7 p.m. So you want to make sure you make a note of that. Now... On February the 14th, that's the second Sunday in February, we will be back in person uh, worship together. And uh, we would ask you to make sure you wear masks and, and social distance and all of that as we get back in uh, together to be able to worship the Lord. And so things I've learned from COVID-19, 2 Timothy chapter 3 in uh, verse 10 says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, Purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and at Iconium, at Lystra, when uh, persecutions, uh, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution." But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to gather together, Lord, and be able to open up the Bible and study it. I pray that you would send the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and guide this morning. I pray, God, you just uh, would uh, bring healing upon those that have been sick, Lord. Uh, Lord, we've been praying for many, many people, and, and Lord, we need just a, an anointing and a move of God that brings healing very quickly. And so, Lord, we're believing you and we're trusting you. And I pray, uh, Lord, that through these trials and difficulties we go through, that we'll be able to learn some very practical truths and how we're to live our Christian life, and, and certainly how we can have victory as a believer in Christ. And so I pray for your blessing on the preaching of the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, our text verse is verse 14. says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. I, everything that happens in the Christian's life is for a purpose. And uh, Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, which are called according to his purpose. And so 
We often make those statements in reference to we believe everything has a plan and a purpose in our life, but then when tragedy hits, it's difficult for us to be able to accept that. And, uh, it's, and we start questioning and, and, and doubting God. Our faith starts to become weak. And as a result of it, we literally um, lose our hope. We lose our joy in the Lord. Uh, but yet God still has a plan and a purpose for everything uh, that we may face and that we may go through. Uh, Paul gives a great challenge here in our text verse in verse 14. His challenge, first of all, is to continue. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. And uh, continue on. No matter what goes on, whatever we may experience, we have to keep going. We can't just stop. And uh, we don't want to lose hope and uh, thinking, well, God is not aware of what I'm going through, what I'm suffering. Uh, but we need to just get up every day with the faith and hope to know that Jesus Christ is still on the throne. He still knows what's going on and we can continue on living our Christian life. And so he challenges them to continue. Then he challenges them also with great confidence. He says, oh, uh, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of. That's confidence. Assured of, uh, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And so we don't have to lose our confidence in God. Uh, just because there's some tragedy or some difficulty we may have to go through or have to deal with things. Uh, we can have confidence that what God has promised he would do, uh, he will in fact do. And uh, listen, God wasn't caught off guard with this COVID-19. Uh, he certainly was not caught off guard with our, our election process that we just went through. God is aware of all things, and he's on the throne of heaven, and he's in control of everything. And because he is in control of everything, uh, then we can have confidence to live our life each and every day uh, with the hope that he's going to come through for us, I believe, uh, that there is a spiritual lesson to learn through each of the physical experiences that we have in life. I have often said that if uh, we go through trial, we go through a difficulty, and we come out on the other side without greater understanding and knowledge of who God is, uh, we've wasted the trial. Uh, because God gives us the opportunity to go through the trials in life so that he may be able to show to us uh, how strong and how powerful and how able he is to work in our lives, uh, irregardless of what it is that we're going through. And so what I would like to do this morning is just uh, uh, make a spiritual application in regards to dealing with COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19 is a disease, it's a physical uh, ailment that people have and are experiencing, but I believe if the Christian life is a, a Christian is a spiritual being, and I, we believe that God's in control of all things, then that means there is something we can learn in reference to this dealing with COVID-19. Uh, there's many, many people who have uh, tested positive. My wife and I both have had uh, tested positive. And uh, so we've been through, and uh, uh, some people deal with it differently, experience different things, but I believe all of us can experience a lesson from God in reference to dealing with uh, COVID-19. And so things that I've learned from COVID-19. First of all, I put down this, and I just kind of jotted down a few things I didn't do as I normally do, 
three points, uh, three point outline in a poem. I didn't do that. I just jotted down a few thoughts that the Lord laid on my heart uh, this past week. And uh, I just put down here first, it begins in the unknown, in the unknown. And uh, it's just, it was interesting that I had to, I uh, was scheduled to get uh, cataract surgery. And uh, I have a scheduled, I had to go get a COVID test on Wednesday, it was January 20th. And I got tested and it came out negative. But then they postponed my surgery a, a few days. And as a result of it, I had to get another COVID test. And I went back on Saturday to get a COVID test, and that said I was positive. <laughs> My question is, was I negative or was I positive? And it just doesn't, I didn't have any you know, real severe symptoms or anything like that. And I, and I thought of this, COVID comes stealth upon us. And uh, it comes from the realm of the unknown. Uh, symptoms may appear, um, but yet they may not appear. You might not have any symptoms at all. And if you test positive, then you are contagious. They say in the first 24 to 48 hours is when you're most contagious. And I was just thinking of this oftentimes. I think people are around someone else and they're not even aware of the fact that they're positive themselves. And uh, so it comes in the realm, begins in the realm of the unknown. And uh, so I, they say this, I was watching uh, a little clip on uh, uh, this doctor who does uh, autopsies and they've been doing autopsies on people who have died from COVID. And they were saying about these, these are some statistics that they have come up with in people dealing with COVID. First of all, they said 80% of people who are positive for COVID will have very mild or no symptoms at all. And uh, certainly I thank the Lord that was the case with my wife and I, it was very mild. And I'm thankful that we were able to get through that without any serious problems. They say 15 to 20% of people with COVID will have pneumonia. And, uh, and it, the amazing thing is this, how quickly uh, it can come upon you. And so if you're having symptoms uh, with COVID, uh, I would not play around with that. Uh, you need to get to the doctor, if you're breathing problems or something like that, you need to get checked out uh, because it can develop into pneumonia very quickly. And then they said 4% of people who have uh, tested positive will develop ARDS or multiple organ failures. And uh, then only 1% of people who are infected with COVID will die. And so uh, these things, it comes upon you. You don't know where it's coming from. Uh, you don't uh, know how you got it. Uh, but yet all of a sudden it is on you. And so that's a real physical problem, a real uh, uh, emotional distress that we go through in dealing with that type of a thing that all of a sudden you don't know where it came from, but it's upon you. Now what do you do with the thing? And so then I thought of a spiritual application of that, is that is how the enemy plans his attack from the unknown. And uh, Romans uh, chapter 3 and verse 23 says, For all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. The sad thing is, is most, pe most people don't know they've sinned. Most people don't, are not aware of the fact 
that they're, they are a sinner and their sin has separated them from God until uh, someone shares the gospel, until someone shows them from the word of God uh, that God has a plan and a purpose that he's not willing that any should perish. And so we live in the realm of the unknown spiritually, and God has to open our eyes to spiritual truths so that we might uh, be able to uh, be saved and because we're aware of the fact that we have this defect in us, uh, this, this germ of sinfulness uh, that has been passed down through, uh, to us from, from Adam and Eve. And so Jesus told a parable of a sower in Matthew chapter 13. And in Matthew chapter 13, he talks about the good man sowing good seed. And then he talks about uh, one coming in the middle of the night and sowing tares among the wheat. And uh, when they rise up and they see the product, uh, they're questioning uh, the master about, uh, didn't you sow good seed? And Jesus said this, he said unto them, an enemy hath done this. And so the enemy of man's soul is Satan. And he'll do whatever he can to keep you in the realm of ignorance of who God is. He'll do whatever he can to infect your life uh, with a disregard for Christ and an unwillingness to surrender your life to Christ. And your symptoms may be small. They may be unaware. You may not even feel like that is necessary in your life for you to be saved. But the reality is the enemy is behind the scenes. The enemy is in the realm of the unknown, just as COVID comes in and attacks you, know, you physically in the realm of the unknown. So it begins in the unknown. Uh, secondly, I see this, that COVID attacks indiscriminately. It attacks indiscriminately. And in reference to that, I, I, I would say this, uh, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. I, I've seen in the, in the last several weeks, I've seen in the last several months uh, that people who wear masks and people who don't wear a mask both have get getting COVID. Uh, statistically, they say we're at the highest rate of compliance with wearing masks and this, that, and the other. Uh, but yet, it seems like the numbers are increasing. And so why is that? Because COVID attacks indiscriminately. It doesn't care who you are. And uh, it doesn't care what you think or what your position is. I, I just, I've seen, uh, I saw a little news clip real quick just this morning that said there was uh, um, protesters that are against wearing masks, shutting down people, trying to get into a stadium to be able to get vaccinations for COVID. And, uh, and I thought, you know, People take these extreme controversial positions of attacking one another uh, because of the fact they think they're the only one that is right. And in reality, we ought to be doing whatever we can to protect each other uh, from this uh, terrible, terrible disease that attacks indiscriminately. And uh, you better be careful about yourself and how you conduct yourself. That's why we've shut down for two weeks uh, without impersonal uh, worship in the church, uh, giving people a chance to be able to um, uh, get cleansed and purified and sanctified. Amen. And uh, so we have to really uh, acknowledge the fact 
that just as quickly as your neighbor can get COVID, you can get COVID also. And uh, it's an alarming thing to see how quickly and how indiscriminately it will attack you. Well, the enemy does the same thing. Uh, when we talk about a spiritual aspect, the enemy is always seeking whom he may devour. In uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And uh, so the enemy is always looking for someone to attack. And uh, he's going to attack you. Uh, uh, it's not a matter of if he's going to attack. It's a matter of when. And uh, I remember uh, back in around April or May, uh, yeah, I think it was around April uh, last year, uh, um, Dr. Fauci had made the statement, I was looking for the clip, but I couldn't find it, but he made the statement that the reality is that everybody in America is going to end up getting COVID. And uh, nobody wants to acknowledge that, but the, listen, the enemy, COVID, wants to attack, and he's going to, it'll attack you if you're not doing, setting up the safeguards to protect yourself and protect those that you love. And spiritually, you need to realize just as quickly as COVID can make you sick, the enemy wants to devour you. He wants to destroy you. That's why Peter says we need to be sober. We need to be very vigilant. Uh, we need to be uh, paying attention uh, to the enemy that wants to rob you of the joy of the Lord and destroy your testimony for Christ. And so I, I see this matter of covid begins in the unknown and attacks indiscriminately. Uh, number three, I see this, that it attacks individually. Uh, and when I, I put that down, I, I, I meant this. It, it attacks each person's weak point. And I was talking to a doctor a week or so ago, and that's what we were talking about. And they were uh, telling me what the thing is with COVID, dealing with COVID, is that each person has certain weaknesses that someone else does not have. It may be in the area of the respiratory, the lungs, or maybe in their stomach or whatever it may be. And uh, if you have a, a weakness in those areas, that's where COVID is going to settle in. And uh, so it attacks individually. In other words, it attacks based on where it can most effectively infect you. And, uh, and so you, you need to know uh, what uh, areas physically that you need to deal with and be careful of. Uh, if you get around someone with COVID, you need to stay away from them. And if you contact, contract uh, COVID, uh, you need to acknowledge your weak points and uh, be able to get the proper medical treatment uh, so as to protect yourself. And so it attacks individually people's weak points. Uh, the enemy does that. He knows your weak points. Satan knows where he can get you. He knows where he can tempt you. Uh, he knows where he can pull you aside away from the Lord. In uh, Luke chapter 22 and 31, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Uh, just as much as its seriousness of the physical battles that we have right now with dealing with covid there is a major spiritual battle that is going on, and that is the devil wants to sift your life 
as wheat. He knows where your weakness is. Uh, he knows if, you, if you're prone to pornography. He knows if you're prone to, to cursing. He knows if you're prone to uh, lust and worldliness. He knows, he knows what gets your attention and what he can use to tempt you to move away from God. And so he is ready to attack you at those weak points in your life. That's why we must stay faithful and true to the scriptures. That's why I wanted to read the passage where I read, because it all has to deal with the afflictions Paul experienced, but it confirmed the fact of what he believed and how he held to the scriptures, and he challenges Timothy not to turn his back on the scriptures that he grew up learning and memorizing and living by because the devil wants to sift us as wheat. Job chapter 2 in verse 3, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, uh, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest against me against him to destroy him without cause? And so Job uh, was under the attack of Satan. You know, the things that were dear to Job, uh, Satan attacked him. He attacked him with his family. Oftentimes people say, well, Job received twice as much at the end of his life that he had in the beginning. That is true, but he lost his children in the beginning. Uh, I know my grandmother, I used to, when I was, uh, my uncles were starting to die off and she lived a long time and she actually was at the funeral of several of her sons, and I watched her at those funerals and how uh, those funerals just uh, took it out of her. I mean, you can see for a mother to sit at the funeral of their child, and uh, it just ripped it, her heart right out of her. And Job experienced that as he lost his children. He lost, listen, his wealth. He lost everything that he had. He lost his health. And, uh, and so, but yet in all of those things, Job did not curse God, nor did he charge God. Uh, Job maintained his integrity uh, because he was aware of the fact that, wait a minute, these points in my life may be uh, weak points that Satan may attack, but God is greater and God is stronger than those weak points and God can get me through. And because of the fact that he loved his God and lived for his God, God would bless him greater in the end of his life than what he did in the beginning of his life. And so I just want you to be aware of this, that COVID will attack you personally in your weak points that you have in your body. Satan does the same thing. And he wants to attack you in your weak points to try to corrupt you and destroy you. Number four, I see uh, that COVID attacks continually. In other words, it comes in waves. Uh, you feel good, then you feel bad. And uh, I was talking uh, with the uh, health department uh, the other day, and they had called to see how I was doing and this, that, and the other because I had tested positive. And I said, well, I'm doing okay. It just it seems like it comes in waves. I start feeling pretty good, and then all of a sudden I feel lousy. And the girl started to chuckle a little bit, and she said, well, yeah. She said, that's what everybody is saying. Uh, about this it comes in waves and uh, you think you're doing better but then all of a sudden there's the oh uh, feeling of bad coming upon you again and so uh, it just attacks continually 
And I thought of that. That's how the enemy fights us. That's how Satan attacks us. He doesn't just attack and then leave us alone. He keeps coming back and he keeps coming back and he attacks continually. He, uh, the enemy deceives with false assurance. Uh, he is constantly giving us a sense of uh, false security in the things of this world and the things he has to offer. And that's what COVID does to us. It gives you a false sense of security. Oh man, I'm getting better. I'm feeling pretty good. And then all of a sudden it comes back on you again. And uh, the devil is sly in how he attacks us constantly. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23 and 24, Jesus said, Unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. And uh, uh, how Satan wants to rob us of the security and our faith that we have in Christ. And he's constantly attacking and attacking and attacking and tearing us down to try to move us away from the Lord. And yet we can have faith to believe all things are possible to him that believeth. Uh, there are those that are very sick that we can believe God, that God will heal them. Uh, there are those that have not gotten COVID that we can believe God that they won't get it. I just know this, that we need to have faith to trust in God irregardless of what the attack of Satan may be. And it is, it's a weird world that we're living in. This whole thing with COVID, I mean, it just, it's like it never stops. It just keeps going, it keeps going. I was thinking the other day, uh, where is the sense of normalcy? Getting things back together again, getting things moving again in the church and in the ministries. And, and uh, we, we, get, we can get to a point where we start to think that God can't do what he promised he would do. And that's what the devil wants to do. He just wants to get us to a point of having a false assurance uh, that, wait a minute, we don't need God and we can turn our backs on the Lord and we'll be okay. So he attacks continually. Number five, I see this, that COVID divides personally. It divides personally. And I put down as this as far as divides personally in reference to medical treatment, Everybody's got their own ideas about what should be done for medical treatment. Uh, I put down anger. People get angry at each other. Uh, I put down here fear. I mean, the, listen, the devil knows how to move upon us and uh, create fear and anxiety in us and how, how the, the COVID seems to have divided people personally. And uh, it, there's those that are Advent, you got to wear a mask. There's others that say, no, you don't have to wear a mask. There are those that say, well, you won't get COVID. There's others that say you will get COVID. I mean, uh, uh, you know, churches get upset. Sometimes people in church get upset when you close down church because you need to uh, 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 sanitize everything. And uh, I just tell you, it, this whole thing has caused so much division among the people of God and among families even. And, uh, and the devil knows what he's doing and how he can rob you of the joy and the security and faithfulness of God. Psalm 103 and 3 says this, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. That's still in the Bible, folks. And uh, we can believe God that, wait a minute, when the devil creates fear, anger, anxiety in our life, 
that there is a God in heaven who can still forgive us, a God in heaven who can still cleanse us, he can still heal us. In Psalm 147 and verse 3, it says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. And uh, uh, what, a, what a, uh, a sad emotional state we can find ourselves in when everything seems to be falling apart around us. Uh, but wait a minute, God is the healer of the wounds that we have. God is the one who will heal our broken heart. In Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And so we don't have to be over-distressed with anxiety in life uh, because of the fact that there is a God in heaven who is listening to our prayers. Uh, he is a, a, a in tune with our supplications. And we can be grateful and thankful that there is a God that is willing to heal us and bind us together in our faith in Jesus Christ. But the enemy, the enemy wants to always separate the brethren. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but so exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And uh, we need to continue to worship together. And uh, whether it be over the live stream or whether it be in the church house or whatever it may be, uh, we cannot allow this world that we live in and the God of this world to cause division between us because of the fact that we may have different approach or different thought or different idea about how we're supposed to worship God. And so the enemy separates the brethren just like this COVID has separated uh, 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 people from each other. I think one of the great tra tragedies of this whole thing with COVID is people getting sick and going in the hospital and you can't go visit them. And they're laying in the hospital all by themselves. This COVID has been a divider of, of men. And uh, uh, Satan wants to do the same thing. He wants to divide us from one another. I see number six here that this uh, COVID develops fatigue. In other words, losing uh, strength to be able to fight. It develops fatigue. Uh, just get wore out uh, from it. And I, I know that uh, <laughs> uh, I was talking to someone this morning and they were, uh, asked me how things were going. I said, I'm okay. I said, just kind of get tired every once in a while. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm not used to being tired about things. I like to keep moving on. And, uh, but that's what this COVID has done. It, it gives you fatigue. And it makes you not want to uh, have strength to continue to fight the fight or get up and keep going on. Uh, well, the enemy does that. The enemy causes us that fatigue. The enemy wears down our ability to continue to go on. And uh, if he can fight you down and beat you down enough that he can shut you up and uh, uh, turn you away from your God... Uh, then he can literally stop the gospel of Jesus Christ from going out. You know, in Numbers chapter 21 in verse 4, it says, talking about the children of Israel, it says, they journeyed from Mount Hor uh, by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And it says, and the soul of the people were much distressed because of the way. 
In other words, because of the stress of travel, because of uh, the opposition, because of the difficulties they would have to go uh, through and overcome, they became discouraged because of the way. And uh, just as quickly as someone can get discouraged because of fatigue that sets in with COVID, uh, the enemy can knock you down to a point where you think that you can't go on for Christ. And I want, to, I want you to know this this morning, that you can get up and keep going on for Christ. And uh, uh, Psalm 27 and verse 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And uh, listen, there is not one of us that would have the strength to go on if we were not aware of the goodness of our God in the land of the living. And God is still good to us. God is still blessing us. And we still rejoice in his strength that he gives us. Jonah chapter 2 and verse 7 says, When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee into thy holy temple. You know, when our soul begins to faint in us, when all hope seems to be gone, uh, that's when we remember the Lord and not forget his benefits and his blessings upon us. And uh, so Jonah cried out that he would have fainted, but he remembered his God. Second Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye also be of the consolation. And yes, there's suffering, and there's difficulties that we go through. There's discouraging times. There's times of despair. But wait a minute. If we're going to suffer for Christ and with Christ, then we'll be at peace with Christ also, the consolation of God that rests upon us. And so when fatigue comes, he said, I just don't feel like I can go on. Just remember the benefits of God. Remember the goodness of God. Uh, stand fast in the peace of God that passes all understanding. Then the last thing I see is this, is isolation and death. And 99% uh, of uh, COVID-19 has a 99% survival rate. And I think we need to remind ourselves of that. Uh, just because you get COVID does not mean a sentence of death is upon you. Uh, we have to be aware of the fact that the enemy is always trying to remove you from Christ so as to rob you of hope. And, uh, and John chapter 10 and verse 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said this, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Uh, let's not forget that, wait a minute, uh, everything doesn't end because of COVID. Uh, Jesus Christ is still the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. He is still the one who has come into this world to provide for us a means of life. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though you are dead, yet shall he live. And so we have life in Christ. Psalm 78 and 7 says that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And so we always know where we can find hope 
And that is always when we turn to the living God. Uh, whether it's a physical ailment that we are facing and going through, or whether it is spiritual trials and difficulties that we are needing to overcome, uh, I'm thankful this morning that with Christ, we're not isolated from life. Without Christ, the devil likes to isolate us from Christ so that he can destroy our life. But in Christ Jesus, there is life that is abundant and life that is free. And so these are just some thoughts that I had and things that I experienced uh, with COVID-19 and uh, some things I've learned from COVID-19. That's why Paul says, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. And so we need to learn some things and continue in them. And that has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Uh, first of all, remember this, that God is still on the throne. Uh, just because we may be dealing with sickness, just because of the fact that we may have to change schedules and do all kinds of different things, remember this, that God is still on the control throne. He is still in control. He is still sovereign over everything and anything that goes on in this world. And so remember that God is still in control. But also rest in the fact that God is our healer. And uh, we turn to the living God trusting the fact that he is the one that heals us. And we believe that with all of our heart and we're blessed to be able to have a God that is that directly concerned and involved in each one of our lives. And then rejoice that our suffering is only temporary. And uh, I'm thankful the Bible says, I heard an old preacher say years ago, the greatest promise in the Bible is, says, and it came to pass. Hallelujah, it didn't come to stay. And the amazing thing is this, we can rejoice that our suffering is only temporary. Uh, and our, our faith enables us to know that life is far beyond the world in which we live. And life is more than what we may face and deal with physically in the realm of our world in which we live. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And uh, uh, listen, we got something much greater that we're looking forward to. And we're rejoicing in the fact that heaven is our home and that God is our, our Savior. And that, listen, when we get in the presence of the Lord, everything will be all right. And so uh, some things that I've learned from COVID-19. Well, I hope that's been a blessing to you this morning. Hopefully that gave you some thoughts that will help you in your journey as we walk with the Lord and as we fellowship with Christ. And certainly I know this, that uh, if you need anything, you'll be sure to get a hold of us. And uh, we'll be glad to pray for you, do whatever we can to be a help to you. Uh, but remember, tonight at 6 o'clock is live streaming. And then remember, next Sunday also will be live streaming only. And then we'll be back here in the church uh, in person on February the 14th. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be together. Thank you, Lord, for the promises that are in the word of God. I'm thankful, Lord, that when the, the world gets to be confusing, and Lord, we have questions that seem to be generated in our hearts, I'm thankful that we have a God in heaven we can turn to who hears our cry and is, is, is touched by our burdens. 
And God, we can experience an anointing and moving of the Lord in our lives. So bless us now, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.